hi, hi. It's time to hit the math grind. This is After Class, the podcast with Miss Donovan, our week 14 geometry overview. So we're going to go over what we did on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as well as a quick little overview of what our assessment is going to look like. So let's get into our topics. Our mathematician of the week this week was maybe one of the smartest mathematicians on the whole mathematician of the week roster we've had so far is Sabrina Gonzalez Pasterski. She was born June 3rd, 1993, making her only 27 years old. She's a theoretical physicist from Chicago who studies high-energy physics. She describes herself as a proud first-generation Cuban-American in Chicago. Chicago Public School alumna, so she comes from very close to around us. She got her undergraduate degree from the Massachusetts Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. She earned her PhD from Harvard, and now she is a PCTS postdoctoral fellow at Princeton University. She was the number three trending scientist for all of 2017. She was also named on the Forbes 30 Under 30 science list, named a Forbes 30 Under 30 all-star in 2017, and returned as a judge in 2018 as part of of the Forbes first ever all-female science category judging panel. A fun fact about her, she got a 5.0 out of a four-point scale at MIT, which is just crazy impressive. At 10, she built an airplane engine at her Chicago home. Um, at 12, she built the entire airplane, and at 14, she took it for a test flight. And something really, really cool about her is that Harvard describes her as the world's next Albert Einstein, which is crazy that we could be living in the same generation as someone with one of the greatest mathematical minds of all time. So that is Sabrina Gonzalez Pasterski, our mathematician of the week for this week. Monday, Monday, Monday. Okay, so let's go ahead and review what we did on Monday. On Monday, our targets were I can develop properties of trapezoids and I can prove properties of trapezoids. We really focused on learning the parts of a trapezoid as well as a few properties and then one little theorem we used as well. A trapezoid is a quadrilateral with exactly one pair of parallel sides. So remember, a quadrilateral has four sides, so a trapezoid has four sides, um, and one of those sides are two of those sides technically, one pair of sides is going to be parallel to each other. The parallel sides of the trapezoid are called the bases. So the two sides that are parallel, again, are called the bases. The other two sides are called the legs. The pair of consecutive angles that um, like is included of the bases. So again, the pair of consecutive angles that include the bases. So again, it's angle, base, angle. Those two angles are going to be called base angles. There's two sets of base angles on any of your trapezoids. The median of a trapezoid is a segment with endpoints at the midpoint of each leg. So halfway through the, each, each leg, if there's a, a point there and then there's a line going to the halfway of the other leg, that is a median. To find the median, we use the formula median equals one half times base one plus base two. So you're going to do, uh, you're going to add the two bases together and then multiply by one half. And that's what the length of the median is. That's a pretty important formula and you're going to need to know it for your quiz. Basically, then we kind of just use our properties to figure out the lengths of our um, legs or the lengths of our bases or the median or our angle measures. So again, 
we were talking about using any of the things we know so far on being able to find, again, the lengths of legs, bases, medians, or angle measures. So we're finding side lengths or angle lengths. So we really started out with, we were given um, certain things. When you have, we were given certain things. When I say things, I mean, we were given an angle measure. And remember when you have parallel lines, um, if you have a transversal, you're going to have alternate interior angles. You're going to have consecutive angles. You're going to have corresponding angles. So that's really comes important here when we're talking about trapezoids that aren't our isosceles trapezoids, which we'll get to in a second. So again, knowing those and knowing how to solve for those and use those is going to be really, really helpful. So again, remember, corresponding angles are congruent, alternate interior angles are congruent, and consecutive angles are supplementary. So they add up to equal 180 degrees. And if you don't remember what those three things are, maybe you should think about stopping by office hours or going to go look back at some of your old notes. Um, so then we really got into um, something called an isosceles trapezoid which is a trapezoid with congruent legs. So the bases are parallel and the legs are congruent. So that is our isosceles trapezoid. So not all trapezoids have legs that are congruent, only isosceles trapezoid. And if you remember isosceles triangle, we have two eyes, so two congruent sides. From there, we were basically able to kind of... Uh, work again on proving that then our base angles would be congruent. Um, if we have isosceles trapezoids, so again, the base angles of isosceles trapezoids are congruent. That only happens with isosceles trapezoids, so make sure you remember that as well. Um, then we basically worked again with the diagonals of isosceles triangles. And remember, the diagonals of isosceles triangles are also going to be congruent. So for isosceles triangles, not only are the base angles uh, or base angles congruent, the diagonals are congruent, but also the legs. So we have three things on isosceles triangles that are congruent. Then we really just worked with knowing uh, our basis, our uh, theorems for our isosceles triangles, and knowing the definition of a trapezoid to be able to figure out, again, we are figuring out the lengths of the diagonals, um, so side lengths, base lengths, leg lengths, and angle measures. So being able to apply what we really learned today is going to be important because you're going to have a question about a trapezoid on your assessment, I already know. So let's get into Tuesday. Club going up. Tuesday. So on Tuesday, we really were focusing. So Monday, we focused on trapezoids. Tuesday, we talked about parallelograms. I can develop properties of parallelograms and prove properties of parallelograms. Um, a parallelogram is a quadrilateral, so it has four sides, where both pairs of opposite sides are parallel. So with trapezoids, it was only one pair of opposite sides were parallel. Here in parallelograms, both. So that means that we have a couple sets of consecutive angles. So for each angle, there are two consecutive angles since both are parallel. Remember, your consecutive angles of a parallelogram are going to be supplementary, just like um, when you have two parallel lines in a uh, transversal and you have supplementary or consecutive angles, they will also be supplementary. So here, a lot of what we're going to learn is going to be very, very useful to us in the future because the shapes we focus on um, on Wednesday and Thursday, then our parallelograms as well as specific shapes. So all of these theorems then work in with what we're learning like later on in the week. So we have that consecutive angles of parallelograms are supplementary. We have that each di uh, diagonal of a parallelogram divides that parallelogram into two congruent triangles, that the opposite sides of parallelograms are congruent and the opposite angles of parallelograms are congruent. 
congruent. So, so far we have the definition and we had four theorems. So again, we have another theorem that's going to be really important coming up here is that diagonals of parallelograms bisect each other. So that means that where the diagonals intersect, it's going to create two congruent segments on one diagonal. So if you have like one diagonal AB is intersected by CD um, at point M, AM and MD are going to be congruent. So again, it creates two congruent segments from where they bisect. So these are really important because if you remember all of those theorems and the definition of parallelograms, it's going to be super easy for you to figure out the rest of the angle measures or the side measures or even the measures of the diagonals. Because if I give you one angle measure, first of all, the opposite angle to that in a parallelogram is going to be congruent. So you already know, now you know two angle measures. And then there are consecutive angles that are supplementary in parallelograms. So then you could figure out the other two as well. So I could just potentially on the assessment give you, hey, this parallelogram has an angle measure of 32 degrees. What are the other three angle measures? And you should be able to figure that out. Um, we again worked with our side lengths. Remember, opposite sides of parallelograms are congruent. So if you know uh, two side lengths, you know all of the side lengths. Um, and then we also worked with our diagonals. And remember, a really important thing that you might forget is that diagonals, they're going to uh, bisect each other. So where they intersect, it's going to create two congruent segments. So again, those are all the theorems we really talked about with parallelograms. Um, if it's really, really going to be very helpful to you on the assessment and in the future, if you really just remember uh, these theorems that we were talking about because they're going to help you with any shape that is a parallelogram, these theorems are going to apply. So rectangles are parallelograms, it's going to apply. Squares are parallelograms, rhombuses are parallelograms, any of those shapes, these theorems here are going to apply to that. So let's get on to Wednesday. Wednesday, my dudes. Okay, so moving on to Wednesday, we really focused on one shape again. So Monday was trapezoids, Tuesdays was parallelograms. Wednesday here, we when I say Wednesday, I mean we are focusing on two shapes. My bad. Uh, we are focusing on rectangles and rhombuses. So um, a really important thing is that rectangles and rhombuses are both parallelograms. So all the theorems from parallelograms are going to also apply here. So our target was I can develop properties of rectangles, rhombuses, and squares, and I can prove properties of rectangles, rhombuses, and squares, where we will be focusing on squares on Thursday. So again, today we're going to be doing our, for Wednesday, our overview, just looking at rectangles and rhombuses. So we started off with book notes and we started off with rectangles. So um, everything I'm going to say is going to be about rectangles until I say we are switching to rhombuses. So here everything is right now about rectangles. A rectangle is a parallelogram with four right angles. So by that definition, that means all the properties of parallelograms will hold true here with rectangles. The only difference um, is that a rectangle is a specific parallelogram. It specifically has four right angles. So everything for parallelograms works, um, and the only difference is four right angles. There are also specific theorems that go along with being a rectangle, so we're going to talk about those specifically as well. The diagonals of a rectangle are congruent. So if you draw a line from one angle to the other opposite side of the angle and do it to the other two angles on the rectangle as well, those lines are going to be congruent. So if we go over all of the all of the properties of a rectangle, so including parallelograms, we have that opposite sides are parallel and congruent. We have the opposite angles are congruent. We have that the diagonals bisect each other. 
the consecutive angles are supplementary. All angles equal 90 degrees and the diagonals are congruent. So those are all the properties that you need to remember for rectangles because those, again, are going to help you. When we're doing this part of the section of our geometry book, we're either A, figuring out angle measures, B, figuring out lengths of the sides, or C, figuring out the lengths of the diagonals. Those are the three basic things that we have been doing all week. Those are the three things we are looking for. So you need to be able to apply those theorems that we know and figure out what they're asking. So maybe they're asking you to figure out what X is, but they give you like the length of, they give you like the angle, say it's like one of the right angles of a rectangle. They're gonna say it's like three X plus four. You know that that has to equal 90 degrees. So you would then solve for X. You would set that up equal to 90 degrees and solve for X. So again, knowing those properties and being able to apply them are the really important parts of these sections here. So from there, we really worked on then just looking at rectangles and being like, okay, so I'm given this information here. How can I apply it to figure out some other informations? So our first rectangle was TGIF. I know, thank God it's Friday, even though it's not. Um, we were given that the, um, the diagonals, they bisected at X, a point X. So from one angle to point X, we had that that was 13. That was 13 units. That was the length. They wanted us to figure out the length of the both the diagonals. So we know before we even start that the diagonals are congruent, so they're going to be the same length. We had half of a diagonal. We just needed to figure out what the other half was. If you remember, the diagonals bisect each other. So after that point, that X point was the midpoint. So both sides were equal to 13. Add those two together, you get 26. So again, being able to apply the theorems in a logical way are going to really, really help you here. So then we did things like we were solving for X and X was a certain given side length or like we were given certain th side lengths and we had to set them up equal to each other. We were given diagonals. And then again, we were also given the angles. We also then looked at a couple of true false statements for squares. Our rectangles um, all are the question or the statement was all rectangles are parallelograms, which is true. And all para or all rectangles are quadrilaterals, which is also true. So again, they are more specific parallelograms and more specific quadrilaterals. Your rectangles, again, are going to be more specific. Same with rhombuses, which we are now moving on to. So a rhombus and a rectangle, they're not the same thing. They are different. A rhombus is a parallelogram with four congruent sides. So the angles don't need to be congruent, but the sides do. So all properties of a parallelogram are going to hold true here again. So we, again, we were looking at our rhombus. We really just wanted to um, apply all the properties of parallelograms as well as the specific thing is that all four sides are congruent. That does not mean all four angles are congruent though. So first we really came up with this theorem that the diagonals of a rhombus are perpendicular. So when the diagonals intersect where they intersect, they create 90 degree angles. Also each diagonal of a rhombus is going to bisect a pair of opposite angles. So that means the diagonals cut the angle measure in half. So those are two specific properties of just rhombuses here. So those don't apply necessarily to other shapes, but they do apply to rhombuses. So it's really important to know. We're now going to look at all of the properties of a rhombus. So rhombus has all the properties of parallelograms. So opposite sides are parallel and congruent. 
opposite angles are congruent, the diagonals bisect each other, and consecutive angles are supplementary. Then, based on our definition and the other properties we have come up with, we can say that all four sides are congruent, the diagonals bisect opposite angles, and the diagonals are perpendicular. So from there, we then applied those theorems into either finding the measure of the angle, the measure of the side, or the measure of the diagonal, or like somehow we had to find x involving one of those things. In the end, it comes down to those three things. When we're looking at these, anything that we've been doing so far in our lesson 15, we did 15-2, 15-3, and 15-4, it comes down to that angle measure, side measure, and diagonal measure. So that's kind of a long, lengthy one. It was a lot to handle, and that's why we did squares on Thursday. So let's get on to our squares. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? <laughs> yeah, so Tuesday? <laughs> Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, okay? So we're going to get into what we did on Thursday, which was 15-4 again. Um, and the target for 15-4 was originally, I can develop properties of rectangles, rhombuses, and squares. And I can prove properties of rectangles and rhombuses. But on Wednesdays, Wednesday, we did rectangles and rhombuses. So on Thursday, we focused on squares. So squares are a doozy, let me tell you. A square is a parallelogram with four right angles and four congruent sides. So def an alternate definition of a square is a square is a rectangle with four congruent sides, or a square is a rhombus with four right angles. That means not only is your square a parallelogram, but it is also a rectangle and also a rhombus, meaning that all the properties for parallelograms, all the properties for rectangles, and all the properties for rhombuses are going to be true here when we talk about squares. Yes, I know, a lot. So it's really important that you understood what we talked about on Wednesday and on Tuesday because it's all coming back to us. It's all working out for squares here. So the properties that come from a parallelogram that are going to remain true for squares are all of them, but I'm going to read them to you. Both pairs of opposite sides are congruent and parallel. Both pairs of opposite angles are congruent, consecutive angles are supplementary, and the diagonals bisect. And then all of the properties for rectangles also work, so we have that all angles equal 90 degrees and the diagonals are congruent. And then the same thing for the properties with, that come from rhombuses. We have all sides are congruent, the diagonals are perpendicular, and the diagonals bisect the opposite angles. So that's quite, quite a bit of... Um, information to figure out but it's really important and going to help you really really uh, be able to either figure out again the measure of the angles the measure of the diagonals or the measure of the sides if i give you one side measure for a square you get all of them again they're all congruent they're all the same you know the angle measures or 90 degrees and being able to recognize those properties are going to help you on your assessment we then had this really big chart and we started checking things um, that worked here um, that were properties for specific specific um, shapes here. So basically what we were doing is we were making a master list so that like you would like be able to just look at this list and be like, 
Okay, that's a property of a rectangle, that's a property of a square too, and um, so on and so forth. So we went over this list. Um, basically, we then talked about some true-false statements. And just a reminder, all squares are rectangles, all squares are parallelograms, and all squares are also rhombuses. So squares really encompass a lot of things. They encompass a lot of parallelograms. Um, and then we went through a couple of examples. We did an example of a rectangle and example of a rhombus to review, but the last one was over a square. So the diagonal of a square tile is 10 millimeters. What is the area of the tile? So we um, remember if we do the area of a square, you could see say the area is base times height or the area is the length times the width. It's the same thing basically. Um, we when we write the diagonal, it creates two congruent triangles because they have you could choose you could prove that by side side side. Um, if you don't remember, go ahead and watch that video back. We're going to talk about that there. But basically. We were given that a, like we were going, we used the Pythagorean theorem, a squared plus b squared equals c squared, where we only had c squared. We only had the hypotenuse, but we knew the other two sides were equal. So we had x squared plus x squared equaled 10 squared. So we then had 2x squared equaled 100, and from there we had to solve for x. So we divided both sides by 2, and then we took the square root of 50, which is irrational uh, which is a rational number so we had to do like all of those things you got your answer to be five root two and then you had to do five root two times five root two to figure out the area but a really great thing with squares is that any practice you do with rectangles any practice you do with rhombuses or parallelograms is going to be applicable here for squares um so you're going to have a question about squares on your assessment but that was basically it we just really went over the theorems of squares and the theorems for all the other ones as well as just a few examples. So if you have any questions on squares, still confused, you should do the optional extra practice because there's a few more examples on that or come to office hours. But other than that, let's get into our assessment overview. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down Friday. Now, the portion you all have been waiting for, I'm just kidding, maybe not, maybe you have all been waiting for this, but we're gonna look at our assessment number 14. Assessment number 14 has um, four sections because I grouped 15-2 and 15-3 together because I didn't feel like making it two different sections. Um, but the rest are uh, like 14 or 15-4 is a section by itself. So 13-1 and 13-2 are old sections. I believe that is going to be the third time you see them. Yeah, this is the third time you're seeing 13-1 and 13-2. So whatever the grade is in the grade book for 13-1 and 13-2, that's the grade you're going to keep unless you get a higher one. So you don't necessarily need to do those. But we'll go over them anyway. The learning target for 13.1 is I can prove theorems about angle measures in triangles and apply theorems about angle measures in triangles. You're given a remote exterior, we're given two remote interior angles and the exterior angle. You need to solve for X, add the two remote interior angles together, set that equal to the exterior angle and solve for X. Be careful with your math. A couple of you um, just had a little silly mistakes on this one last time. 13.2 is I can develop theorems about isosceles triangles and prove theorems about isosceles triangles. You're given an isosceles triangle um, and you're given the lengths of the sides, but you're given the lengths of the sides and like functions. So um, their X values, they all have variables and they want you to find the length of the base. But the thing is, when you do that, like we don't know what X is. So you have to set the two sides, the two isosceles the not the two isosceles sides the two legs the two legs that are congruent you need to set those up equal to each other solve for x 
and then plug X back into the base. So that's going to be really important that you do all of those steps. Otherwise, you're going to get it wrong. Again, that was a side measure one, not an angle measure one. Then we get into 15.2 and 15.3. It's only two questions. Um, lucky you. I can develop improved properties for trapezoids and parallelograms. You want to find a B um, in the trapezoid. Um, so it's given you the length of uh, the median and the length of one of the bases. So you're going to need to fill that into the median formula where the median equals one half base one plus base two and then solve for the second base. Um, so again, you're going to want to get like the, I named the second base X. You're going to want to get X by itself. The second one asks you, um, is the quadrilateral a parallelogram? And it gives you two angle measures. And then it's multiple choice. Um, so your answer is either yes, it's alternate interior angles are congruent. Yes, opposite angles are congruent. Or no, alternate interior angles are not congruent. So you need to remember your properties of your parallelograms and what that means. And then we get to 15.4. I can develop properties for rectangles, rhombuses, and squares. How many shapes are there? Three. Guess how many questions there are? Three. First one's on a rectangle. Second one is on a rhombus. And the last one's on a square. Um, so the first one is asking you um, to find the measure of an angle. Um, you're given two like functions. I'm going to call them functions. But again, they're just expressions with variables. Um, you're going to have to add those together and set it up equal to 90. The second, you are, you're trying to find the value of X that makes um, the parallelogram a rhombus. So you're given a side length and you're given another expression. Set those up equal to each other and solve for X. And the last one, you're being asked what the most descriptive name for the parallelogram is below. And it shows you that um, certain sides are congruent and that certain angles are 90 degrees. And you have to, it's multiple choice, pick which, which uh, is the most descriptive name for that. And that's the assessment. It's only two pages. Hopefully it doesn't take you that long. But if you have any questions on what I just said or you're confused, you should definitely do the optional assessment review. That's already up as well as the answer key is already there. So again, if you have any questions, come to office hours other than that or shoot me an email. But I know you guys are going to do awesome. Okay, so that is it for after class the podcast week 14 overview we went through 15 2 15 3 and 15 4 as well as our assessment overview if you have any questions make sure you stop by my office hours from 2 10 to 3 o'clock or shoot me an email and i'll get back to you as soon as i can uh just a reminder if you haven't turned in your week 14 homework you should do that as well but other than that it looks like i'll see you in class <laughs>